Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. This week is Vision Sunday, and what I believe is that vision is extremely important. In fact, the Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. It says, where there is no vision. If you don't have vision, where vision is lacking, it says the result of that is people perish. In other words, without vision, things die. That, that without vision, churches die or marriages die. If we don't know where we're going, if we don't know what's going on, maybe relationships or even businesses, a lot of times. That's why vision is so important. And I love how the message paraphrase um, says the same verse. It says, if people, get this, can't see what God is doing. Like if you can't see what God's doing in your life, listen what the result of that is. They stumble all over themselves. And maybe that's like, that's my life. I don't know what God's doing in my life. So I just feel like I'm stumbling through day after day, week after week. But when they attend to what he reveals, it says they are most blessed. And so here's my job over the next few minutes. It's actually from Habakkuk chapter two, verse two. It says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. So it's my job over the next few minutes to give you crystal clear clarity as to where we are going as a church. Because here's what I found, is that most people, they, they're all about vision being big. And I am too. Like I believe in having a God-sized vision for my life and a God-sized vision for our church and a God-sized vision for my marriage in every single area of my life. And I believe that that vision, yes, it should be big, but I also believe vision should be clear. In fact, I think it's the greatest gift I can give you as the lead pastor of this church. I think the greatest gift I can give you is not vision that's big, it's vision that's clear. To where we can all be on the same page and know where we're going together. And so my job over the next few minutes is to give you crystal clear clarity as to where we are going as a church. And so I'm excited about what all God's doing this fall. There's been some things that we have been waiting months that we've been praying about so long that I'm so excited to share with you and I'm not gonna wait any longer. And so we wanna share what God's doing in there. And, and I wanna share specifically three big things that are coming this fall to our church and all three have to do with the next generation. And you need to know that this is a church that believes in the next generation that this is a church that, that we, we've already made a decision from day one, from day one, that we will invest our very best in the next generation. Now, we're not giving them just kind of the leftovers, but we're going to invest the very best into the next generation because we know that that's how we leave a legacy that far outweighs all of us. Think about this, that if we affect so much in the next generation, the ripple effects last so much longer than you and I. That literally, it affects generations, and it affects our city, and it affects the marketplace, and it affects the future of the church. I'm telling you, it is such a worthwhile investment, and that's why we've made a decision. We will invest our best in the next generation. And so let me give you three things that are coming um, in, in the, this, this fall. And here's the first. We're upgrading our kids' space. Okay, now, some of you, you didn't celebrate the way that you need to, and let me explain why. Because this is a big deal. This is a big deal. 
Uh, because long before we started a church, I actually went through this process where I was asking God, because I knew he put a unique expression of church on the inside of me. I knew it didn't exist. And so I had to do the hard work to go before God and say, God, could you please give me language to articulate the church that's in my heart? And so I sat down one day and I started writing all these things. And I ended up writing this whole list that, that now that we used in a lot of the pre-launch. It's called The Church I See. And I actually wrote this about kids ministry. In that, it's over two years ago, I, I, I wrote this. I wrote this. I see a church with a world-class, fun, and safe children's ministry where kids experience Jesus on their level. That, that's the, that was the picture of kids' ministry that I had. It's not just babysitting, but we want to be able to take, I mean, I'm talking about from just infants all the way through all elementary, and that's what we want to see them experience. And I just want to stop right here, and can we clap our hands and honor our dream team that serves back there? Here's why. Here's why. We love you guys so much. Here's why. Because they're helping make that a reality right now. They're making that to be, that, that is what our Queen City Kids looks like right now. And I want to introduce you to actually our leadership team that's back there, our Queen City Church leadership uh, team for kids. And so that, that's our kids leadership team. And so Tara and Caitlin and Eric and Alex, man, they're incredible. And they, and they, they work so hard along with the dream team. That, that's, that's kind of our code for people who serve around here. And there's a lot of people that serve back there in our kids area. And that team, they work so hard all the time, just trying to think through how can we like strategize and, and how can we ask God to help us do this thing called kids ministry better. And if you don't know, we actually do kids ministry in the cafeteria. If you go out these doors, take a left, follow the signs, you'll end up in the cafeteria here at Withrow, and that's where the kids are. But some of you, you just pictured like this big room with all the tables pushed to the side, and it still smells like tater tots. And that's what you pictured right there when I said that. But that's not what it looks like at all. In fact, some of you, maybe you've never been back there. Here's actually what it looks like back there. It, it looks like it looks like that, and uh, we actually call it the fabric kingdom, okay, because we have a lot of pipe and drape in there. And when you walk in, we actually make a lot of little smaller rooms so that, so that kids can be kind of broken out in different age ranges. And, and that's how we've had kids ministry for the last 50 weeks of our church since we launched. So we have this amazing environment. Where people, I mean, it, it truly is amazing. By the way, you should probably jump on our setup team and set it up so then you can see exactly how it looks. And um, but, but it really is awesome. But they're all in that one cafeteria. And here's the good news is that as we've grown as a church, our kids ministry has grown too. In fact, last week we had 62 kids back there in that one space right there. And that's awesome. But then some of you are like, oh, you know, because you know that with that, with the growth came a little bit of challenges, and with that specifically is distractions, because how many of you know that that pipe and drape cloth, it doesn't really have the biggest sound barrier in the world. And so when you have a room full of babies and then a couple fabrics over, you have our elementary kids that are there and they're trying to, and like, I mean, if you go back there, it's like real deal church that's happening back there. And it's all happening with under, in the same room. It can get very loud and it can get pretty distracting. But starting today, our Queen City Kids is expanding, 
and the elementary students, our kindergarten through fifth grade students, are getting their own separated space out of the cafeteria. And here's actually some pictures. And we actually set it up this morning for the very first time. And that's what it looks like. So that's what it looks like. So they have their own like separate space in a gym that's like super close and very connected to it there. But like, it's not just some random room. You need to understand that this is a excellent distraction-free environment that will drastically improve their experience so that they can connect with God through like intimate worship and that they can make friends and they can connect with people. They can connect with the dream teamers that are in there and that they can grow in their relationship with God like never before. And here's the cool thing. Getting them their own space also improves every other area in kids' ministry. So our preschool, our early childhood, that whole crew right there, like preschool, like they just got a better experience because we created more space and they're not going to be in there. So like, I'm just telling you all the way around, this is a big deal because our kids are going to experience Jesus like never before. And forget being the pastor of this church. I'm standing up here as a dad of two little kids that are probably right there giving every single dream teamer a run for their money. <laughs> I am so excited as a dad. I'm so excited because I know, I know, I know that they're going to be able to encounter Jesus like never before. And this is a game changer for our kids. And all week long, as I was thinking about sharing this, I was reminded of Jesus' words in Mark chapter 10, verse 14, where Jesus says, let the children come to me. Do whatever you can do to create an environment where they can come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. And that's what we're trying to do with all these changes. And we're so excited. So that's the first big thing that's coming this fall. Here's the second. Come on, can I get a little drum roll here? Just something like that. Just a little. Let's go. We can have fun in church. We're going to be launching student ministries in this fall. And so we're so excited. Yeah, so we're going to be launching ministry for middle school, high school, and college students. And I couldn't be more excited. So before I tell you how we're doing that, let me tell you why we're doing that. Uh, because for the last... Uh, 15 years I've been in full-time ministry. I've been serving churches. In the first 13 years, I served as a youth pastor. So I was hanging out with junior high students and high school students and college students. I'm telling they're my people and they'll always be my people. And so I love students. I love the next generation. And uh, it's, a, it's a generation that, I, that, that will always have a very special place in my heart. And my dream and my prayer for students has always been Psalm 92 verse 12 through 14. And this is what, so if you're a student in here, know that this is what I'm praying for you. And I, man, I pray that the righteous will flourish. I pray that you flourish like a palm tree, that they will grow, that you'll flourish, that you'll grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. And here, here it is, that they will still bear fruit in old age and that they will stay fresh and green, that there won't be one moment of your life where you're separated from the local church, where you're planted, you're thriving and growing because you're in the local church. And as a church, we have three main objectives for every student. It doesn't matter whether you're middle school or college. And the first is that we want to see students get planted in church. That's one of the biggest dreams that we have is to get, just like that verse said, planted in church, not just planted in student ministry. Not just loving youth group, but loving the church. 
That, man, I, like, I love that part of our church, but I love our church. That is a goal that we have for every, because studies have shown that there's like this massive epidemic right now that's happening in the next generation. That whenever students are leaving high school, they're also leaving the local church. And they're coming back later, maybe once they have kids and they don't want them to be hellions, so they get them back in church. And, but like you can see these alarming stats where it's, you know, when, when people are standing on the graduation stage and they get their diploma and they move that, that tassel from one end to the other and they walk off a stage that they're also walking out of church. And here's what we decided. That is everything that we can do, not our church. That not the students of Queen City Church. Because we want to see them planted in the local church right now. But not just right now. We want to see them planted and thriving in the local church the rest of their life. We also want to see students attending and leading small groups. Because that's a big deal around here that we don't want to build our student ministry on just events or even services. We want the foundation of our student ministry to be built on small groups because whenever you can do it that way, we have a chance to literally make sure that we are ministering and pastoring every student in a very specific way. And we're creating environments that they desperately need, that they're craving, that a screen could never give them. And that is connection with other people. And so we want to make sure that we are intentional from day one, that we're creating with small groups, that we want to do that. Create Even when we have events, even when we have services, that we're pointing them back to Sundays. We're pointing them back to small groups. We also, thirdly, want to see students going through Grow Track and serving on our dream team. And we're passionate about helping every person. If you have a pulse, we're passionate about every single person finding your unique God-given design because we believe your design reveals your destiny. It should reveal what you do. And so every single person is made by God on purpose and for a purpose, even students. And so we don't want to wait until you graduate and get old and be able, that's when you're qualified to serve in church. No. We want to see students right now serving in our local churches. So I'm talking about all over the place. We want to see them in the parking lot directing people, and we want to see them holding doors and opening up and making some coffee that's awful and, you know, <laughs> serving in kids. And, and like, we, like we want to see them setting up the church and taking down the church. I'm telling you, we want to see students everywhere because students are not just the church of tomorrow. They are the church of today. And so we want to create space in our church for students to be able to find home and to find family and to get, get connected. So let me tell you how we're doing it, because this is the fun part. Because in the fall, actually this month, we're launching two separate ministries. And here's the first, is we're going to be launching what we're calling Queen City Youth. Okay, Queen City Youth, right there. Look at that beautiful artwork right there. It's clean. It's clean. It's so good. And this is our ministry specifically designed for middle school and high school students, 6th through 12th grade. And we're going to be starting with during our next fall small group semester, we're going to be starting with a weekly gathering that's actually going to be held at the Hyde Perk Coffee Shop. 
Come on, we're going to fill that coffee shop with some students, and it's going to be so much fun because what we're going to do is we're going to do this, this weekly gathering for middle school and high school students. And really, one of the big things that we're trying to do is just help people connect and build relationships, and they're going to hear a message from God's Word. But here's one of my favorite parts about it then it's going to be separated into age and gender specific small groups to where they can talk a little bit more about what they just learned and what's going on in their life and have leaders that are, you know, been fully background checked and people that are, that are being able to, to pray for them and make sure that they're in their life. And what we believe is that it's going to be, by the way, it's going to be Sunday nights at 630 to 8 right down the street. It's super close to here. And so you can actually, I think the address is behind me right now, but you can, you can see kind of where that's going to be. But during our fall small group every single Sunday night, I want to invite you, especially if you're a parent of a, of a middle school student or a middle school or high school, or if you're a middle school or high school student, I encourage you to come and hang out with us. Uh, it's going to be an incredible time and it's going to be safe and it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. We're going to like, we're going to even give them coffee if they want it <laughs> and sugar, you know, it's going to be good. And then send them home. It's going to be great. And so we're, we're launching Queen City Youth, and we're, we're really excited. But we're also going to be launching Queen City, what we're calling Queen City U. And so you can see that right there, Queen City U. And that's for all college-age students. Um, and that's going to be for um, 18 to 25-year-olds. Um, and so that's, that's going to be happening. And really, th this is, this is, we're really excited about, about this kind of part of our student ministry uh, because we're going to be doing small groups all throughout the semester. You can actually go find a lot of those. They're, they're going to be online starting today. But for college students, we're actually starting a monthly service. So we're going to have a service designed just for college students once a month on the third Thursday of every single month, starting this month on September 19th. And that's gonna be held at a location called The Warehouse, which is where we actually do Saturday prayer every single Saturday from nine to 10. Um, at 1455 Dalton Avenue. And this is for all college-age students in the greater Cincinnati area. And what you can really expect at that day is when you show up, you're going to go, you're going to connect with a whole lot of people. There's going to be worship that's led by our team. And then there's going to be a short little devotional message that'll be there. And then just really what we're trying to do is create a space where we can have these catalytic moments where it's a safe place to invite your friends and a safe place to invite people that maybe they would have a hard time coming here on a Sunday, but they'd show up at some warehouse on a Thursday night. And then what we plan on doing is then connecting them to our church and connecting them to small groups, connecting them to Sundays, telling them they got a purpose and telling them how they can find it and then let them be able to serve all over this place. It's going to be great. We're so excited uh, just for student ministry uh, that's going to be launching there. Um, as well. So if, if you want to hear more about our student ministry and how everything's going to look with youth and you, if you're like, man, I would love to hear more because I can only give so much. If you want to hear more vision, information, and details, we're actually having a big informational meeting next Sunday after both services. So if you're a parent or if you're a student that's in that age range and in, in any of those and you want to hear more, or if you're here and maybe God's messing with you right now that like, I would love to be a part of that. I would love to serve on those, on, on that dream team because we have a dream team that's, that's dedicated towards students. And so if, if you just want more information, that's going to be next Sunday after both services. Okay. So that's the second big thing that's coming this fall. 
And then finally, let me tell you the last thing, because when we started the church, we knew we had a calling to raise up leaders. In fact, in that same document that I wrote that we saw earlier about kids, I wrote this sentence as well, um, that I see a church intentionally committed to raising, training, and empowering the next generation of leaders, and I believe this is true, that will change the world. To not just raise up some leaders that'll just make a little bit of impact, but to raise up the leaders that will change the world. And out of all the things that I get to do, and I get to do a lot, and it's so much fun, I feel like I have the best job in the world. But if you told me I only could do one of those things, like out of all the things I get to do, whether it's preaching, leading teams, all this type of stuff, one thing, it would be to raise up young leaders. Because I believe so much, just the greatest return on the investment because I believe that, that, that you can, the, the ripple effects are endless if you can do that. And so I know that if I could dedicate my life to one thing, the rest of my life, it would be to this, to raise up, because I believe it's the future of our church, it's the future of our cities, it's the future of our country, it's the future of everything, is to raise up leaders that love Jesus, that are equipped and passionate. And so we're so excited um, about that because we know that God has put a calling on our church to be able to do that. And so we're launching what we're calling Queen City Internship, what in short, QCI. And so that's launching this fall as well. And this is really our first step in a big vision that God has given us for leadership development and raising up leaders. And so our vision for QCI comes from Psalm chapter 78, verse 72, and it says this, and David shepherded them with integrity of heart and with skillful hands, he led them. So those two things, with integrity of heart and skill of hands. And to me, that is a blueprint of how we want to raise up leaders in our church, is that we wanna see our interns and people that are being raised up as leaders in our church to grow with integrity in their heart to be as close as they can with Jesus, to have this foundation of integrity and a real relationship with God, to be men and women of character at the core of who they are, who experience real healing and freedom and who are secure in their identity. Like that's what we wanna see, this, this, this integrity of their heart, but also this skill of their hands that we wanna see young leaders that just don't have good hearts and that, are, that are, have integrity and character and love Jesus, but we wanna make sure they're great at leading people and that they're great and they know what to do and they've been trained in the skillfulness of hands of how to actually lead and to make a difference. And so that is what our QCI is all about. And so here's some of the details that, that you can know about it. And it's designed for people that are between the ages of 18 to 25 who are looking to grow in their leadership. So if you're here and you're between that age, you're like, you know what? I would love to grow in my leadership. I would love to see behind the scenes of this church, to peek behind the curtain a little bit and see what's going on. Cause you'll be connected to our church more than you ever have been before to get some ministry experience and to gain an understanding of who you are and who God's made you to be and the purpose that God has for your life. And it's gonna be a 12 week commitment that's starting on September 12th. And if you wanna hear more, we're actually having an informational meeting today after both services. So like actually after this, this service, cause we already had one. Um, 
But we have, so if you're here and you're just between the ages of 18 to 25, or maybe you know somebody that is and you want to hear more, and you want to, I would love to hear just a little bit more information, more of it, like what's it going to look like? What's it going to be? What's the time commitment? I want to encourage you to come right after, right in our grow track hallway. If you go t- take out these doors, take a right, you'll see people that'll be there. You'll see people that can point you there to say, and we're going we're gonna to give you some food. We're going to make sure we take care of you. But we want to tell you more about, about QCI. It's going to be a game changer for not only our church. I believe it's going to be a game changer for you. And so we're going to have that. And so So I wanted to, before I kind of jump into something that God laid on my heart, I do want to look you in the eyes, all of you, and say thank you. And say, from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for our church, regardless of how this new vision applies to you. Because the truth is, it may not directly apply to you. But whether or not it does or it doesn't, you are a part of this. See, I believe that God has given us a big vision, not just for the fall and not just for this year, not the first two years of our church, but really the next few decades. We believe that God has given us a big vision. But from day one, our overseers and our leadership team has been very intentional to not skip any steps, to not rush anything, and to only go at the pace of two things— to only take steps forward as a church and at the pace of two things. One, God's blessing. And that's something that only he can do. And so we will move forward at the doors that God opens. One, and then second is your generosity. We move at the pace of your generosity. That we always have vision, but sometimes we're not there, and that's what I call the vision gap. And what's great is that with God's blessing and your generosity, we fill that gap and we're able to take steps forward. And so we've organized our church from day one financially to operate debt-free and with a margin so that we can be great stewards and very generous at the same time. Both are important to us. We want to be great stewards of every single dollar and person and kid and student and everything that God's given us. But at the same time, we want to be very generous and know that we are the local church and we shine bright in darkness and we want to help as many people as we can. And so we try to constantly look at how we're doing ministry and can we do this cheaper? Can we do this better? Can we do this more efficiently? And what's so cool is that right now we're operating on 82% of what you give so that we can be aggressive in missions and when God opens up doors. Here's what's crazy, is that in the the next few days, maybe even today, there's gonna be a hurricane that hits our country. I don't know if you've been watching the news, but I'm gonna stand up here next week and I'm gonna say, guess what church, because of your generosity, we are able to respond like that and give and help churches and help people that are there. Because we're trying to operate with margin so that we could be able to, to help people and to be able, when God opens up doors for ministry, to be able to help people and so that we can expand ministry here and we can take steps in the vision that God has given us without debt and without giving campaigns. Can I get a good amen? amen. See, all that stuff that I just talked about is paid for. I'm not here going, hey, bait and switch now. We need you to give so that we can actually accomplish all that because you've already been given. And so I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your generosity. And I want you to know that your generosity is making a difference.
and leading to change lives. But I also just don't want to tell you thank you. I want you to know why we do all these things. I want you to know why we care so much about kids and why we want to be able to, you know, take steps forward with student ministry and make sure that we're intentional with that and why we do things like Grow Track and why we want to do small groups coming up. And it's because we have a vision for your life. We have a vision for your life and not just a vision for your life. We have a vision for your kids. And we have a vision for every single student in our area. We have a vision for every single friend that you have and every coworker that you have. We have a vision for every 2.1 million people in the greater Cincinnati area. But here's the crazy thing is that we don't even believe it's our vision. We believe it's God's vision for your life. That when you look throughout the Bible, you'll see that, that, that God has always had a vision for people that he's always wanted to take people on this spiritual journey where they experience four things. And we've built our church around this, around this spiritual journey. Let me show you an example in Ephesians chapter one, in verse 17. And this is what, what the Bible says. I keep asking that the God of your Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may get this. Guys, don't miss this. The writer of Ephesians is saying, I just want you to, I'm praying that you get this. And then he lists off four things. And the first is so that you may know him better. That you know God. And if you study that word know, it's actually a very intimate, close, personal word. It's not that you know God here, you know God here. And the fact that you and I can have that type of relationship with God, that we can be close with God. He says, everything starts there. And then once you start there, then you can go on, but it's not done. He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. You're like, what is that about the eyes of your heart? What he's saying is that you don't see the world through these eyes. You actually see the world through this, that all the things that's happened to you, your experiences, your pain, your past, how you grew up, what you've been through, that sometimes we don't see the world clearly because we see it through that. It's like we have glasses on with mud on them and like sometimes because of what we have and he's like, but you don't have to live that way anymore. You can actually wipe those clean and see that your past, your yesterdays don't have to affect how you see tomorrow. He says that you can that your eyes be enlightened in order that once that happens, that you may know the hope to which he has called you. And I love, love, love that it connects your hope and your calling together. And you need to look me in the eyes and believe this with all your heart, because I know I do. God has a purpose for your life. God has called each and every one of you. And some of you don't believe that. You think you're disqualified. You think that because of your life right now, you think because of your age right now that you're not qualified. But I'm telling you, every single person breathing in here, God has a calling for your life. And it's unique and it's personal that the two most important days of your life are when you're born and the day you find out why. And that God has a purpose for your life. And we wanna help you discover why you're breathing. And then it says this, after you ex experience those things, then you'll get to experience the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. That when you step into all that God has called you to do and you start making a difference with your life, 
you'll be able to do that with a team of people. You'll never do that by yourself. And I love that Ephesians chapter 1, also in the message paraphrase, it says this. It says, I ask, I ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory. And the message is a little bit more blunt. Uh, to make you intelligent, okay? Just, I hope you get smarter in these areas. And discerning in this, listen, see if you see the four things in knowing him personally. Remember, it's not knowing him here. It's not knowing facts. It's not being able to quote all the scriptures. It's not being, it's, it's you know him here. You have a relationship. Knowing him personally, your eyes, remember it's these eyes, your eyes focused and clear. You can see things clearly now so that you can see exactly what he is calling you to do. And then that you can grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life that he has for his followers. And those four things are what we believe is God's vision for your life. And so we built our entire church around these four things. Everything we do is about this. And so that's how the Bible says it. And here's our unique way of this process, these four things. We wanna see every person, including you, go on this spiritual journey where you know God, you know him, you have a relationship with him, where you find freedom, where you can experience freedom and healing like you never have been before. So then after that, then you can discover your purpose so that you can do what all of us are created to do, not just people who stand on platforms that hold microphones. All of us are created to make a difference. That's our vision for your life. That's why we do everything that we do around here. And we built our entire church around this. And I just want to invite you, personally invite you. I'm gonna be right after this. It won't be a video of me, it's gonna be me. I'm gonna be in Grow Track and I'm gonna tell you more about how we build our church around this. So if you haven't been in Grow Track, I wanna encourage you, come hear how we actually do it. Cause I go into detail of this is our vision and here's how we built our church around it. And we tell you about our finances and how we operate and our government and all this type of stuff. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll let you peek all behind the curtain let you see everything. I want to personally invite you to come hang out with me today, right after. We're going to feed you. So if you don't have lunch plans, we'll hook you up with lunch, okay? We'll take care of your kids. We'll do everything. But we built our church around this. And here's what's so cool, being in my seat, is seeing all the people that have taken steps here. And what we believe is two things. We believe that every single one of us, every single one of you, even if this is your first time ever in church, all of us are on this journey somewhere. And then all of us have a next step. All of us, me included, that we all have next steps because a relationship with God, it just keeps getting better and better. It never gets stale. And so there's a next step for all of us. So maybe our next step is to know God. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. And that's your next step. Maybe you have made the decision to follow Jesus and you've done it privately, but you've never gone public with your faith. Your next step is in two weeks at our one year birthday, we're having water baptism. And I wanna encourage you to like, if you've never taken that step, that is your next step to go public and say, you know what? I want the world to know that I'm following Jesus. And so yeah, like mark that on your connection card, go to the info area, tell somebody. Maybe that's your next step. Maybe for some of you, you need to find freedom. And so how we help you find freedom to deal with your yesterdays is to get in environments where you can actually connect with other people. And so our system for that is to help people in groups. So next week we launch groups. Get in a group. Maybe that's your next step. 
Or maybe it's a, you know what, I need to discover that purpose. I just had a pastor look me in the eye and tell me on this random Sunday, September 1st, that I had a purpose, but I don't know what it is. We want to help you. Go to Grow Track. That's your step. We'll help you find it. And then maybe it's like, I found it and I want to make a difference. Okay, maybe your next step is to join our dream team. We built our church around these four things. And it's so amazing seeing people take steps. And we wanted to share one story before we got out of here of somebody that's connected at our church who just recently got connected. And as a family, they started taking next steps and the impact it's made in their life. Check us out. I was born and raised right here in Cincinnati and I was raised in church and I had a pretty normal like childhood, I would say. Yeah, my family life, uh, my upbringing was pretty normal. I wouldn't describe my parents as, or my household as really spiritual growing up. Like church was a Sunday thing. I think that my faith journey really took a turn when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. So when that happened, I think my mom really was like, I need to take my faith serious. That caused me to like really want to develop a relationship myself with God. And so I've had one with him earlier on. Like, I want to say I gave up my life to Christ when I was like nine. The best way I can describe church or my faith journey for me was it just kind of didn't stick. Like I sat on pews, I, it, was, it was a Baptist, more very traditional church. I didn't really like the singing or the choir. The sermons just seemed long, the church just seemed hot. The people seemed hypocritical. Like that's just how I looked at church growing up. Like I said, I stopped going to church about 16 or so uh, growing up. Um, I would have some occasional brushes, I would say with Jesus, but I wouldn't actually have a relationship with Jesus again like a real relationship until, yeah, I was about 26. And um, a lot of people's church journeys go through multiple churches. Well, mine didn't. So church revolved around one church, one pastor, one experience for me. And then a uh, major event, personal event happened in our life and it, it just led to a major split. And, like we almost ended up getting divorced. Um, I can definitely say we were at the brink. So we ended up like just kind of fading away from our church. And then I was like, okay, we gotta go somewhere. How we ended up at Queen City, we can definitely thank uh, David and uh, David and Sarah Villanueva. Our first Sunday was Easter Sunday. The Villanuevas invited us. Um, they were like, hey, you should come to our church. Our kids went to school together. And you know, you're like, ah. Uh, but we were in this place where we were like, yeah, sure, we'll come. Going, the service was great. And then after service, meeting people, just having conversations with people who actually just kind of want to talk to you and just kind of find out who you are and it didn't feel scripted. It didn't feel like people were put into place to go and grab people and get people to join. That's, that hasn't really been my experience with church. Um, in and out of leadership, it's always been about what can you bring to the church. The people that I've met like genuinely care about like how I'm doing. I don't feel like God created us to, to be isolated and alone, you know? And so I feel like those relationships are important. You know, we just, we just fell in love with Queen City. Like, we just saw the, I don't know, just the people, the heart, like, everything. I, for real, was like, I like this church. I want to be here. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> that lasted all of, like, <laughs> two weeks. I was so excited about, like, getting involved. And it, it wasn't because, like, I know that I could be, like, an asset. It was because I am being loved on by these people. And it sparks a fire in me. And how can I not? give what God gave me to give out. Like how can I not like how can I not give this to people? Like I I get excited to put up banners. Like I like making sure the lobby looks its best. Like it is literally like it makes me feel good. And 
I'm like energized after I do it. Like I'm excited. And even just watching my husband like on the greeter team, like he has always served like in a financial capacity. And just seeing him like wave, like he is like so geek to just like wave and greet is the funniest thing. Like who knew? Greeting has been world changing for someone who has served before. I get to in that moment for those 15, 30 minutes, whatever it is, make an impact and make somebody feel welcome. Like I'm learning that through my serving, I'm finding my purpose in Christ. I'm doing this because this is how God created me to move in this space. We just felt very comfortable here and we could, um, we could really see our family grow here and that's what's happened. And I remember looking at my husband and being like, this is home, bro, like, this is home. And in that moment, I knew, like, this is where God is calling us, and this is, this is where we're gonna get our healing, this is where, like, it, this is what's gonna catapult us for in life, period. Like, I knew. Queen City has been almost as instrumental as actually finding Jesus in my spiritual walk. For somebody who's been in church her whole life, and to be able to experience God in a new way at 33, like that's a game changer. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. We are so passionate about seeing you and seeing as many people as possible in our city experience that vision, and here's why. Because we truly believe with all our heart, I'm talking about heart and soul, all in, we believe that just simply going through that process is the best possible life that we could ever live on planet Earth. That in fact, Jesus says this in John 10, 10, he says that I came, that Jesus came, so that we can have real and eternal life. That yes, we get to go to heaven, but he came for so much more than that. He came not just for eternal life, but abundant life. And a life that he says is more and better life than they ever dreamed of. And I don't know about you, but that's a life that I would love to have to say that I'm living a life that's more and better than anything that I've ever dreamed of. And that what we believe is that the life that is offered only through Jesus is the best possible life that you and I could ever live. That is better than any fame that we could get. It's better than any amount of followers that we could have. It's better than any amount of money that we can make or a job that we could have or a promotion that we could get or a house that we could live in or a car that we could drive. That it's better than any other relationship, that the best possible life that you and I could ever live is found in Jesus. And that's why we do everything that we do. It's not so that just somebody somewhere can experience that type of life, but so that you, so that you can experience the more and better life that is found only in Jesus. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes and. We do this every single week, but just right here, will you ask God right there, just pray and just say, God, what are you speaking to me? Maybe ask God, God, what does my response need to be? Or maybe ask this, say, God, what is my next step? Because we all have a next step. 
So ask him, what's my next step? And whatever he says, let me encourage you to have the courage to do it. But maybe you're here and you feel far from God and you just somehow showed up to this church on Vision Sunday and you're like, oh man, it's all the information. But you find yourself far from God. And today you wanna make the decision, the best decision of your life to start a relationship with him or to restart a relationship with God. I'm not talking about joining a church, being a good person, I'm not talking about religion, rules, regulation. I'm talking about a relationship with God. And maybe you've had that in the past, but you've went off and you've done your own thing and you find yourself far from God needing a fresh start. Or maybe you're here and you've never made that decision to be in a relationship with God. I'm telling you, everything can change today. Today is your day. Why wait? We're not gonna point you out. We're not gonna embarrass you, make you come forward. I just wanna pray a very simple prayer with you. And if you wanna be included in that prayer, I'm gonna ask in just a second for you to raise your hand and say, include me in that prayer because I wanna get right with God. And so whether it's for the first time or you're rededicating your life, on the count of three, if you wanna make that decision today, that's your next step. I want you to boldly, confidently put your hand in the air. One, two, three, just put your hand in the air and say, that's me, count me in that prayer. I wanna do that, I got you, 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 I got you. That's awesome, anybody else, I got you. That's great, that's great, that's great, I got you. You can put your hand down and just pray something like this right here, sincere as you can, pray this to God. Just say, Jesus, I love you, I need you. I'm so sorry that I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside me right now? Will you change me and make me brand new? God, I surrender everything. I surrender my whole life to you and give you permission to do whatever you wanna do. I give everything to you. My past, my present, my future, my dreams, my family, everything. I give you everything and today, I choose to follow you with everything that I have. Thank you for being so good. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. And because of Jesus that we get to spend eternity with you, but not just that, we get to experience the best possible life we could have breathing on planet earth. Thank you for that. We are so grateful for Jesus. And it's through the awesome, powerful name of Jesus that we pray. And everybody said a loud amen. Amen. Come on, can we clap our hands and celebrate with all the people that just made that decision? Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at queencitypeople.com.